Hello and welcome to an all new Marvelcast, Exposure Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Masters of Evil and Daughters of Liberty. My name is Ashley Hobley, joining me today, Ultimate Kira Marchant. It is I, and it was an interesting episode, I'm looking forward to talking to it, or talking about it. Mm, also joining us, Dylan Blight. Astonishing Dylan Blight even. I don't, I don't remember from us this before, but are you keeping a list of every character you introduce the show with, or are you going to double up, like, accidentally? Possibly might double up at some point. I was keeping chance. a list for a little while, so we'll see. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. I mean, we're what, 30, 40 episodes deep now? No, no, we've done a few of these between. Done a fair Well, there's this, at least what? Rewatch. Oh, no, there's like. Rewatch so probably was around 30. More. No, nah, it'd be more than that now. A bit like over 30, 40. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes, today we're talking about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode 3. Uh, Power Broker, directed by Carrie Scogland, written by Derek Kolstad. Sam and Bucky go to a criminal haven to find information about the super soldier serum. Kieran, what did you think of the episode? If you're looking I so forward it, to talking about it. No, look, it's just it's a very interesting episode in many ways. Um, they kind of got to Zemo very quickly and got Zemo out of prison very quickly. And I thought the choice to transition Zemo into more in line with comic book Zemo, like, was was very interesting, considering how the way Zemo's kind of presented in Civil War when he's initially introduced is just more of a kind of, like, using the name, but in a structure of more of a um, kind of... It seemed like he was, like, a, just a disgruntled soldier. Yes, a disgruntled soldier. There was no mention of him being a baron. There was no mention of how rich he was. And even his personality wasn't the same. Like, I think... In many ways, like, now that he's kind of trying to drop that he's a baron and he's rich and he has all these, like, kind of underground and underworld connections. And there were several points throughout, like, kind of watching this. I was like, fucking D- Zemo's a total dog. Like, there was just, like, very kind of um, eccentric things he was doing just in his mannerisms and general kind of movement, Zemo, that I was loving. But it was very interesting that they've decided to transition to that so kind of rapidly and so smoothly within um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like the developments more of US Agent um, or current Captain America. I think um, the more and more we dive into this show, the more and more things we kind of peel back the hood a little bit and deep dive more into kind of what different things mean in the world of like symbols and how that relates with him asking like do you know who i am to that um uh either like the member of the refugee camp or the displacement camp um that like his his kind of almost egotistical and focus on him being captain america and him needing to be a symbol or wanting to be that symbol um is, is super interesting i think more and more, we learn more about um, Bucky. We learn more about Sam. And then the most interesting character of all, I am super interested in Agent 13 um, because I... You know what? For the most of the show, we've not really had many questions. I'm all about questions for this one because, like, could she be the power broker? Like, could she... She's either connected to the Power Broker or is the Power Broker. Considering this episode is called Power Broker and we don't meet the Power Broker and he's not really... Or they're not really featured at all. Yet we see her kind of walk off and have, like, it's a nice car that she drives away and around the corner in the shipyard. And everything is very nice that she's a part of. Um, 
I think it's uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting positioning for um, Sharon Carter in where she is currently in the show. Interesting. Uh, Dylan, what did you think of the episode? Uh, this was an interesting episode because you could tell it had a shift in the writer. It's very obvious. Um, this episode is both really good and also just really nonsensical. Uh, and it kind of just jumps from one place to a thing and it's like, here's a thing that happens and very much just expects you to, to, to go over the flow and believe, you know, so, uh, jump aboard. Yeah. To be clear, Derek Kolstad, obviously the creator of, uh, the yeah. so I was gonna, John Wick franchise. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember looking at the writers last week or the week before to see who, who was writing the show. And I remember seeing Derek Kolstad's doing episode three and four. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Let me, let me can see what. Um, he'll do those couple episodes. And the opening of this episode, I was like, all right, yeah, they're like, we're still in the tone. Next second, they're like, secret society of criminals, fucking Sharon Carter scenes just being filmed and put exactly like John Wick action scenes. You know what? Even I was the, like, um, this is ridiculous. Even even <laughs> the random like party scene of then moving through that random party yep. that had no other purpose at all. Now that you've said that, that is like, holy shit, it was just. And as somebody who watched Nobody last week. I'm just like, this dude can only write things that have secret societies in them, or, like, or secret criminal organizations. That's like all he writes. And look, this is coming from someone who loves John Wick. So I'm not, I'm not saying this as like a negative, but I was just like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is like, you really couldn't help yourself. It's like, do you want to come write some Marvel shit? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Like, what am I writing? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so anyway, they enter, there's a secret place called something or rather, secret criminal society. There's badasses. Fight scene, Sharon Carter gets chucked around, throws knife across the room, camera ca- camera follows knife until, you know, like, I was just like, what is this? It's fucking, all right. And I mean, ultimately, like my, my, my negative for this episode is it's written like, you can tell it's written by Derek Kolstad for better and worse. And by, and by the worse, I mean this episode more than the, the previous two. It is like, instead of spending a long time to get to have the escape sequence of Zemo make sense, it's just like, cool like action movie way to get him out more so than a like drama movie way to get him out you know what i mean like it's a more cool way to get him out like that i don't that whole sequence i'm like really winter soldier didn't really do anything like bucky never did anything wrong like he just flicked a little message at somebody that's all he did right like he didn't do anything else like it's not i mean yeah if you want to go down that road um (laughs) and then just all the stuff with zemo getting out and um, like he's already has his butler or whatever waiting for him with the plane somehow. And like, everyone's still cool. And he still has access to all his money and pe- like, you know what I mean? Like there's just a lot of like questions that are completely left unanswered. And I'm like, whatever. Like that's the, that's, that's my plus and negative. Otherwise I really enjoyed the episode. My biggest takeaway from the episode is like, yes, I would like a Sharon Carter TV series. If it's literally just written by Derek Colstad doing John Wick, but for Sh- agent 13, like I'm like, if this is the pilot for that, I'm I'm in. Like y- you can sign me up for that. I'm all, all about that. Um, otherwise, I also thought the I guess the only other slight negative I had was like the the sharp turn for uh, I can't remember her name. The leader of the uh, sh- um, flag smashers shield. What are they called? It's flag smashers, isn't it? No? Uh, flag smashers yeah. is yeah, it's, flag uh, smashers. I can't remember. What, you know who I mean, though. Uh, well, that's probably, that's probably a point that... That's probably a point to make, then, that, that, that 
Last Carly. kind of last Cogley Morgenthau, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like last episode we were starting to see more of them and we got a little bit more of that this, but at the same time it almost turned a bit too far away from them and like in terms of their development for within yeah, the story. I, I feel like it was it was like a bunch of it, like last episode it was really being like, Oh, these are you know, these are the good guys kind of thing. And then this episode, I don't know, the the sharp turn to not that she like she's showing a dark side, it's like we're straight to just fucking bombing an entire building and blowing it up. I was like, okay, that seems a bit of a jump for me, personally. Yes. Like- I I can kind of piece together the kind of logic behind that, um, but I think it was probably not well put together. Well, I think th- the idea is her mother or whoever the person she was seeing at sick well, towards yeah. the start of the episode passed away. So yeah. all bets are off. She'll just wreak havoc because her mother, she's upset yeah. and mourning or whatever. I can get that. I can do the, the dots in my head. The fan but, service. But, fan but, but this episode work. doesn't do an actual good job. Like, I, I'm having to piece it together, the logic in my head, whereas if I'm basing it solely on what's in the episode, I'm like, what, how have we gone straight to just murdering people? Like straight up just yep. uh, just bombing an entire building? Um so that was my kind of of a negative. What, Other what, than that, I enjoyed it, and I'm I'm very much looking really forward to what she next needed, week. Really, what she needed was a child, like a dog, and the dog needed to be. Murdered, well, I'm surprised so Sharkata doesn't have a, an animal to be to be, to be completely honest. So. <laughs> well, we didn't see that entire room, so that's true. Uh, and, uh, and as to what Kieran said, I do believe that she's the. Uh, I, I think that's what they were kind of hinting at—that she's the whatever the power broker. Broker. The power broker. Power broker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I thought the fight scenes were very well choreographed. I think probably, probably, I mean, that's probably the most fight scenes we've had so far this season. Like right, straight up, it, hand other to hand than combat. the on, other than the the runaway truck on top of it fight scene. Yeah, but that was like a minute or two. So that's that was a, pretty short. That, that was a but heavy then there was CGI like, um, bullshit thing. There anyway. was a different yeah, like for a whole between episode, the fights. Though, yeah. Like you still had like even like the the Winter Soldier section was still that felt like the way the Winter Soldier would fight like that felt like a, a fight choreographed for his move set and then the the Sharon fight was was interestingly and good considering how I think you know five ten years ago probably Sharon wouldn't have just taken everybody out herself it would have been one of like one of the two leads would have come back and done it all but the fact yeah. that she called for backup and then went fuck it and just dealt I mean, with everybody yeah, by herself I think that that fight also implies you know that maybe she's the pie broker like straight up she straight up kills all those people like no no reservations you know even to the point where she's like standing behind that storage container waiting for the guy to pop out uh, at the end of it um, yeah I enjoyed the episode overall uh, on Sharon Carter um, yeah, I think that would be an interesting direction. I don't think she was well introduced, you know? Like, she came, comes in, she's like, hey, remember me? These are all, I was the one getting left holding the bag after you guys all ran off to stop this guy that you're currently pal- palling up with. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it, she was well written to start off with, but obviously, as the episode progressed, uh, you know, they hinted at potentially more, especially, and then when, I mean, when she first was going to leave them, I'm like, oh, is this all? She's just here for one episode <laughs> and then that's it. But no, it looks like obviously she's going to play a bigger role. Um, I really enjoyed the Zemo stuff. Like, you know, it's it's <laughs> weird that it seems like he's the third partner in this buddy comedy uh, to a certain degree, it feels like. And I'm surprised they like didn't like there was the opportunity for him to like escape and stuff and he didn't take it, you know? 
I was I was certain he was going to run away. It's because he he actually wants to help them finish their mission because it's his mission also. Like to a he, degree, he, yeah. he wants to degree. He wants to stop any. You know that was his whole thing. Stop the super soldiers and stuff. Which so. explains why she was so why um Sharon was so either angry or upset that Zemo killed the um, scientist. If she's a power broker, then he was her scientist. Hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah. What else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> um, I was going to say the so the whole episode. I'm like, what is Bucky's plan for for Zemo here? You know, because at the start of the episode, he's like, "Listen, Sam, you got to trust me. You trust me before. You got to trust me with this." And then by the end of it, when it, it kind of leads you to believe that he always thought the Wakandans were going to show up, and that's kind of his long term plan is to hand Zemo over to the Wakandans, and that's where he will actually get his due justice for kill, uh, killing King T'Chaka. That's right, isn't it? T'Chaka? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, when, when that happened at the end, I was like, oh, this all actually makes sense. That, it's one of those you know, reveals where you're like, yeah, that, that, that all adds up. So I'm kind of disappointed it wasn't uh, Shuri or you know someone bigger. Someone or, we know. But yes, I'm like, oh, yeah. we can get to there. We can, you know. I, I, I was, I can did anybody else, I, I got kind of chills with as soon as the beads started going it took me it took me until the second bead for it to fully click that oh those are the wakanda things but then when like that theme no, starts didn't like, realize kind of, it all. you didn't realize it all Shuri because she always pulls them off when she's doing yes. like medical things or whatever yes and all yeah um and the moment like that kind of the the theme for wakanda started fading into the background i was like kind of getting tingles i was like man i fucking kind of Miss Wakanda, like a lot, like that place is cool, which is really interesting. Kind of looking back at where several years ago, Black Panther and Wakanda wasn't part of the MCU as far as we know, and I think it's become a really important part. And as we've said previously, with you know, our rewatches of Black Panther and how developments are with that, um, it's really interesting to see how kind of Wakanda's outreach and how they developed over the years um, will go from here. Like, I, I think there's a... I was reading an article um, a couple of days ago. I can't remember. I think it might have, it might have been on some crappy website, like Screen Rant or something. Um, but, oh, no. Yeah, but <laughs> talking about the... Like, talking about the speculation about what the further effects of Bucky's arm could be, considering that it is, like, a full... Um, vibranium. I, I, thank you, vibranium. I was going to call it unobtainium because I couldn't remember what the actual name was. Excuse but, me. Uh, Ob- Ob- Obotanium? Unobtainium. element. Yes, because it's the stupidest name for a mineral fucking ever. But um, I think uh, just the fact that like there's more things like his arm could do like the kind of kinetic energy displacement that um the Black Panther suit does and stuff like that, and that could be. And I was like, that's a that's a cool little thing potentially for it. It hasn't been kind of shown at all yet. But mm. um, I, I I like how. Do you think? Do you guys think this? They will kind of use this to lead into um, the Wakanda um, TV show. Like there will be some kind of connection or through point from this to that series. Um, I doubt it, to be honest. But I, I was wondering if we would like. I don't know how much Wakanda and stuff we're gonna get. I'd presume at least a little bit more. But like the the biggest question I have at the moment about them isn't actually anything to do with the Black Panther. It's um, I actually want to know. Like, at the end of Black Panther, they're like, oh, we're going to set up these outreach centers or whatever to yes, help spread yeah. free the world. And now I just want to know, like, what are they doing in the in a world where they had the, the blip and everything? Like, what are these doing? Especially in this episode where we get introduced to the GNC or whatever the hell the, 
the, the GRC, I think GRC it was. wasn't it? Like, yeah, Global Recon Relocation uh, Something Council? like that, yeah. So, like, yeah. after getting introduced to them and um, in this episode finding out that they're, they're kind of just doing a terrible job, like, all governments do evolve. Like, I mean, look, look, we're living through a pandemic at the moment, so it's sort of on the nose, you know, like, where, like, even here in Australia where it's, you know, we've seen the stats go around at the moment where it's, what, we're at 400,000 what uh covid vaccines when we're supposed to be at two million or something like some ridiculous number where we're so far off it's like the, the government's completely fucked that so bad and then watching this where uh governments i, pre- I presumably world governments joined groups to allow this place to set up to be the the, the sort of the overarching arm handling all these people coming back in and not having places to stay uh maybe they're homeless now and you, you've got this program being sent up but then in this episode you're finding out that they're just doing the worst job at it and that's kind of where the the flag um flag smashers come in obviously they're they're kind of trying to to fix that in in some I mean, garden that's, yeah. they still six months worth of food and they're like you're just sitting on this doing fucking nothing with it so like that's obviously their thing so all of that just had me going okay well what's what are those outreach places from wakanda doing are they doing good why is this company that's meant to be giving out food and shit got guns and stuff is my question no but the thing is why is this why is this company that is supposed to be like relocating and helping people working directly with captain america searching for the flash smashes and shit like when you know it's gonna end up up being run by fucking general ross or some bullshit it's all a conspiracy yeah yeah well, it's an interesting. I think it's a. It's another kind of almost. It was a minor point with the discussion of um, with Captain America raiding the location, looking for the flag smashes, where it's kind of like you Americans always stomping around. Like you know, it's it's always a reflection on America as like a global entity, always trying to. Well, it seems so. It's it seems to imply that the GRC is a um, American American conglomerate of some sort that's all around the world, which you know, would add up to things that American military have done in the past, <coughs> Iraqi war. Um, but, you know, so that all that all adds up there. Um, and that scene was just, yeah, that, that whole scene with fake, what did I call him last week? Bad whiskey? I don't even remember now, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bad whiskey. Whatever his na- shitty name was. Uh, you could just see, that he's, he only gets one scene in this episode, but it does the job of just making him, like, again, peel back that, that onion a bit and be like, yeah, he's, you know, he's not a good one underneath all this. You can see that anger on his face. You can see he's just not going to... Like, you picture that scene. Like, I think that scene is supposed to make you think, which, like, all I thought in that scene was, what would Steve have done in that moment? And you can... I think that's the purpose of that scene. It's supposed to make, sort of invoke those feelings of, uh, if that was Steve, if, if it was our Captain America, what would he have done different in that moment? How would have he reacted? And it's not how that guy reacts. It's not what that guy says. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. There's a lot of anger. I think it was interesting, uh, the conversation he was have we, having with Battlestar after the, uh, after the whole kind of event where he seemed to be either like, it was almost like side effects from something or he was like kind of coming down from something that, that makes me think that maybe he's not he cocaine has- in the truck before he gets out. Well, no, no, not not quite that one. But maybe there is some kind of enhancement um, going on for him that, that is maybe America's anything. America's poor attempt to trying to recreate it themselves well, and do it themselves. If you want to chuck that theory out there, why don't we chuck out the whole? Um, they want to bring back uh, a bomb. What's his name? Oh, abomination. They want to bring back abomination, abomination and shit, uh, right? Yeah. Don't they? So who's to say that maybe they haven't tried? experimenting like that again and they're not yes. giving him similar 
in Jackson's to, uh, and that's how he's got his power. That's, uh, yep. General Ross maybe mastered or somewhat toned down and mastered that, that serum. And that's how he's, he started using it on certain soldiers and he was one of them. And that's how he's, uh, you know, it's, it's no Captain America, but that's what he's ended up doing. Cause then that could tie back into General Ross. That could tie back in, back into Abomination, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think that's too far fetched, you know, as <laughs> on far the as line, like, theories go. On the line, um, from, um, <laughs> from the professor he's like no more kind of where he's talking about oh, they don't get ripped or anything from this like the serum it's more i was like man i bet like a whole bunch of actors all at the same time kind of sighed with relief that they're not going to have to get absolutely yacked see to i, I thought that line was anymore. in there too for all the fuck boys who they thought would be online complaining that all the flag smashes flag aren't smashes like are ripped average. or whatever yeah. yeah 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 they're like chuck a line in quick so we don't have to explain this later <laughs> But overall, I think it was a good episode. I think like, I really actually, I thought it was interesting. Some of the camera shots I thought were really interesting tonight, like throughout the episode. Like there was more kind of, I don't know the official term, but it was almost like those filler shots to set the scene um, in different locations. Like um, I thought they were, now that you've said it during this episode, very John Wick and very kind of of that mm. same aesthetic. Um, even down to like just the three, those like the Zemo, Falcon, and Bucky. Well, he didn't direct down. it. No, didn't he direct he just it? wrote no? it. He only yeah, wrote it. Wrote okay, it. that's fine. It was directed the same way then. Like it must have been either. Um, it was. Um, it's the same director. Um, I think the all entire episodes, series. Right? Yeah. The whole yeah. entire series. Yeah, okay, the, that's interesting. The Kyrie, uh, Scoglin. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is interesting because I th- I do think that this episode's filmed differently than. Sh- Yes. Uh, she's done the past couple episodes. Um, especially, remember they had all those, those sort of arty farty, like real close up shots in the yes, previous like two that episodes. Was a shot of, like, and the- this episode has like none of that. It's, it's filmed more entirely. It's like, it's playing to the writer. Like, even though it's not yes. directed by yeah. Derek or, 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 um, the other John Wick dude, Chad's still like, no, I remember. Um, it's not directed by either of them. But it f- it feels like the director's playing to who's writing it, so that might be interesting going forward. Because I don't know who's writing the. the does it say who's writing the final two? Oh yeah, it says he's no. written by. Uh, it says Dallin Musson on IMDb. So I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's who it says. Either way, we'll have a different person. So see how that that turns out. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I'm, 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 I'm. A part of me is actually kind of sad that we were at the halfway point already. That's the surprising show. thing. I feel like maybe when we get to the end of this, it'll feel too short. Because yeah. I think we were, we were expecting the big kind of event from the flag smashes to happen in this episode that they were discussing last last week, and what they did was seemed a little bit more. I don't want to say low key, but it wasn't on the kind of the the large scale event that I thought this episode was going to contain for them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well that brings us to the end of this episode of All New Marvel Cast. If you let us know what you thought of this episode by going to Twitter, you can find all of us on Twitter by going to explosionover.com/twitter, or you can jump to our Discord at explosionover.com/discord. If you like what we're doing with these uh, Marvel after shows. Head over to our Kofi page at theexplosionhero.com slash support. You can give as little as a dollar. Every little bit helps. Uh, so make sure you watch the next episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. Yeah.